Hello everyone, I'm John Sanders and today's podcast is going to be on the subject of small business investing and the, and the basic rules of investing. And we're going to quote some scripture from the New Testament that Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven and I, I compare it to investing. So some people might argue with that, but I'm very comfortable. So let's talk about small business investing. Why invest in a small company? It's risky. It's, uh, you don't have a lot of uh, momentum. That's what makes big business because you can go through any trials and tribulations or most trials and tribulations. In a small company, you have a fundamental risk. What happens to the entrepreneur? In fact, the entrepreneur on this podcast company died about two months ago and was still scrambling to pick up the pieces. And it'll come out fine. In fact, you're hearing from it. So small, small is beautiful. I call in my book "Good Parables for Entrepreneurs." This is a uh, takes one or actually two parables, and I'll combine it into this talk this today. So I said the beauty of working with small companies is that the people who are most involved with them have the same interests as the outside investors. As long as the insiders are major shareholders, they have the most to gain from the company's long-term success. And if we outsiders can organize our investment so that we participate along with them, then we stand to share in their rewards. Therefore, we all think alike in the long-term future, about the long-term future of the company. That is really critical. When you go to big companies, they've got big salaries, they've got country clubs, they've got travel, they've got all kinds of perks, and they forget that the, that the shareholders are what really should gain from the success of the company. So, in my more than more decades in the brokerage and venture capital business, I reviewed thousands of venture capital proposals and met with the CEOs of hundreds of companies. You talk seriously with maybe one of 20 of those you seriously investigate and have real feelings about putting together venture deals with perhaps only a few. So, the process follows a lot like the sower that Jesus talked about in the 13th chapter of Matthew. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they had not much soil, and immediately sprang up because they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. Other seeds fell upon the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth good grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He that has ears, let him hear. There's your story. When you throw seeds out, that where they land depends on how successful they are more than any other factor. And to a certain extent, investing in small companies, venture capital has the same, uh, same uh, basic tenet. That is, that some of the investments spring up quickly and they die. Some of them are choked out by thorns. And others, the ones that are successful, hit on good soil and, and gain depth. And therefore, they can withstand the trials and tribulations of business. So how do you know which ones are going to fall on the good ground? You don't. That's the real risk. You, we know, I never invest in a bad deal. They only turn out that well. They only turn out that way. I tried to invest only the goods that I, ones that I thought 
had a high potential of being successful. So, Jesus had another viewpoint about, in my opinion, about investing. And that is the parable of the talents. When um, uh, he was with a, a, his disciples one time, they were sitting and chatting and talking. And this is from the 25th chapter of, of, of Matthew. So Jesus answered their question about what is the kingdom of heaven? I mean, that was what everybody wanted to know. We still want to know today. What is the kingdom of heaven? Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven will be as a man going on a journey, called his servants, and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents. Talents was a major, big bunch of money in those days, kind of like gold coins today. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. So the master made the choice, made his own decision about what their abilities would be. Then he went away. He had received the five talents, went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. So after a long time, not a short time, a long time, venture capital takes a long time. After a long time, the master of these servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had, had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I know you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not plant. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Basically, he said, Master, I knew you, knew you were a tough SOB, but that's not good New Testament scripture. So here you have what is yours. What do you think the master said to him? Good job, son? No. Master, uh, but the master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew I reaped where I didn't sow and gathered where I had not planted. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers that by coming I would receive what was mine with interest. So what do you think he does? He brings a couple of his other servants and said, Take the talent from him. Who do you think he gave it to? Who would you give it to? You give it to the best person that did proved he could invest. Gave it to the one that had ten. He didn't need it, but that's where if you're an investor, you want to make money. So you give it to the best person who shows he can do the best. And Jesus said something that doesn't sound very New Testament to me. He says, For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast this worthless servant into the outer darkness, where men will weep and gnash their teeth. Boy, isn't that a tough story? You thought Jesus was, was easy? He was tough. If you don't do with your talents what you're supposed to do, and that includes money or your personal talents, you lose them. They go away. And 
but it also shows that if you're a good good person and you do good and you know what you're doing in business and you make more money, everybody wants to give you more money. That's what you want. That's why investors pile on success because they want to be a part of success. It's very simple. It's human nature. So that's my whole theory about venture investing. You do a lot, you sow a lot of seeds. Some are going to jump quickly and look like they're instant success and they wither and die because the bad weather comes. Others hit on the rocky ground where there's very little depth and they spring up. Others get choked out by thorns, but there's others that fall on solid ground and have good deep roots and therefore they can grow well and withstand the, the bad weather and withstand other things that happen to them. And that's what you're looking for in companies is companies that have deep roots, have good people, have good dedication, and therefore they're going to wither successfully through any storm. Boy, when you get one of those, you stick with it, give it some more money. Take the money from the ones that are junky and give it to the ones that can really grow. That's what happens in the stock market. There's nothing unusual. It's just that everybody wants to run with the winner. And that's what Jesus said. You run with the winner. So, let me embellish on this a little bit. So there are a couple of points. Number one, which says that the servants were given capital according to their abilities. So the master made the decision about which, how much money each one should get based on how much he could use and be successful. He wanted them to be successful. So if you give a, a person too much money, they blow it. Here's the story of the rich young ruler out of the New Testament where he, where he gave away all of his money and he lost it because he had, he had more than he knew what to do with. It's because if you've got too much money, you know, if you've got more money than you can use, then you can't really invest it properly and therefore you don't get the returns on your investment. Third thing I get from it is regardless of the initial capital, the profitable investments were rewarded with significant increases. That is, when the two-talent man came back and returned two more, his master brought him into the kingdom and probably made him president of the Camel Caravan Transport Company. In fact, the twosie and the fivesie, as best as we can determine, were each given substantial rewards. Thus, the amount of capital you start with is not a major determination of your reward. It's what you do with the money that's entrusted to you. Therefore, there's some reason to believe that you shouldn't start with too much. Because if you start with too much, you can't prove you know how to make money and multiply it. Now, here's a fourth point. New Testament seems to point out that failure is not necessarily the loss of capital, but a lack of effort to increase it. So, the, the one-talent guy was afraid of his master, so he hid the money, which meant he had no chance of making money with it. So he didn't follow the rules. The rules the master set worth were go out and make money, and when I come back, prove to me you know what you're doing. And when he came back, he did prove what he did. He hid the money, therefore he did nothing with it. So when companies are given capital, they need to invest in order to advance the company. The biggest problem I have with companies, believe it or not, is they get moderately successful. And then the guys that are running the company say, you know what, 
We don't want to risk what we've got. We've got something that's pretty good. That's not in the rules. You don't stop risking and growing. You keep growing, you keep improving. So hunkering down and joining the country club and getting easy life is not in the cards. Now there's a fifth point. And that is, what would we do with the, the guy that lost the money? Is he a good candidate to be invested in again? Jesus didn't cover that. That's way too sick. Great grammar, uh, graduate school stuff. I think that I have invested in a person that lost money because he gained his lessons, learned a lot from it, and the second time around could possibly be very successful. So you start all over as to whether you want to invest in that company or not. And I have sometimes, most of the time, goodbye, I don't need you anymore. I've got plenty of other candidates that look like they're going to be more successful than you. Don't be afraid to risk the money. In fact, if you don't risk the money, you're making the biggest mistake of all. Investing in small companies is a thrill. It's a game, but it's a game that has hefty rewards. What I say is, you go to the bank with your scorecard. A company that's successful will return you many times on the money. And the earlier you get in a company, the more will be your reward. I have another parable in here called the parable of uh, the, uh, the Ray Kroc curve. Ray Kroc was a milkshake machine salesman that came across the McDonald Brothers in San Diego. McDonald Brothers had, had hamburgers, Fries, shakes. That's all they sold. It's kind of like Shake Shack today. And uh, he, they wanted to buy a milkshake machine that would make 12 shakes at a time. He said, nobody needs that. But he went out to visit them and saw that they really needed something that would make multiple shakes at a time. So he wanted to buy into the company, but he had to go out and earn the money to buy in. So he doubled his efforts on selling milkshake machines to come up with the money to buy a piece, an interest in the McDonald Brothers. Ultimately became the major shareholder and really built the company. It was he who made the company successful. They located their headquarters in De Plains, Illinois. You believe that one outside of Chicago. And Ray Kroc ran with it and his wife was a big player also. And so what started out, and I have the curve, I said, what a person who's desig who is destined to be successful that curve just keeps growing. So if you can get in here before the curve really shows, then you get the best deal. Once the curve shows that it's going to be successful, it gets expensive and you can't buy into it nearly as good as you can at the beginning. That's why making small investments in the beginning has a greater success of bringing the rewards. So in the amount of capital you invest is not a function it's not a function of how much you make, it's what percentage of the company you buy. That's the key. Own a big percent of the company. Well, thanks for listening. We'll do a little quick wrap-up. I'm quoting Jesus. That's not a bad person to quote. And I have, in my other parables, I quote Moses and a few other of the people from the Bible. That gives you a little bit of credibility. Whether I've got credibility or not, they do. So what we learned this today is that, is that investing in small companies has a great opportunity of bringing you many multiples of rewards on your company, on your investment. And you get to go to the bank, I call it, with a scorecard. 
and you want to know in today's world it's even has better tax uh, tax uh, percentages than regular income so you get capital gains tax which today's world is about 20% max that'll change up and down who knows so you want to invest in people that are going to be successful so when you don't have a track record I say investment comes by extrapolating the curve it's a, a, a mathematical term which means you take the points and you extrapolate the curve as you think it's going to go so the higher the slope on the curve the the more likely of success and of bringing multiples but what if you're starting from scratch and you have a point how do you extrapolate a point my answer is any way you want to it's the value is in the eyes of the beholder so if the person falls in love with the the event the, the entrepreneur they give a higher value than if they don't but if you don't fall in love with your entrepreneur why the hell do you want to invest in him or her so the, Jesus quoted the parable of the talents where he gave where the master went away and said I'll be back with an accounting and he picked out three of his servants that he thought were good one was really good and he gave five talents one was very good not as exciting gave two talents and the one he gave more ta one talent and he said I'll be back to do an accounting when he came back the five talent guy came in and said master I made you five talents more here's what is yours this was all he is the two talent guy said the same thing I've made you two talents more here's what of yours the one talent guy <clears throat> said master I knew you were a tough son of a SOB that's my version so I hid the talent I was afraid <clears throat> here's what is yours I'm returning the talent <clears throat> and the master said man man why did you do that you could have at least invested with the bankers and returned it to me with with interest so then he calls in some of his other servants and said take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten so to those that have will more be given and those that have not what little they have will be taken away my interpretation of that is get on a roll if you've got money you get things going good keep playing the role make it make the winners win win more because if you stop doing that it'll go away it's just like a golfer that doesn't play for two or three years he sometimes has to start almost all over it's not like riding a bike or once you learn to ride a bike you can ride it forever golf is different running a business is different these are, this is the basics of venture investing in fact it's a it's the basis of all investing is to find the people that will run the business and do a good job and know how to make money come back again we've got some more parables lots of stories I can do this forever there are many John Sanders in the world but there's only one johnsanders.com <laughs>